Well, we, uh, we're starting our new series today on the fruits of the Spirit. Um, and it's, it, today we're going to do like an overview of what the fruits of the Spirit are and what they're for and why God gives them to us. And so as we do it, we're, I'm, I'm just gonna be, I won't be focusing on the actual fruits of the Spirit because uh, that's coming. Um, but right now I want us to understand what they are and why they exist, why God gives them to us, and how we can activate them in our lives. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at the text. This is Galatians 5, uh, NIV. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Well, I, maybe you've, maybe you know this list. Maybe if I just asked you, what are the fruits of the Spirit? You wouldn't need to have this text up here to tell me, but my guess is probably not. And the reason is that you did not go to preschool and learn the fruits of the Spirit song. Does anyone know this song? It's a classic. Uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. Something, something, something. If you want to be a coconut, knock, knock, knock. You might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I highly recommend this week your homework <laughs> is to look up on YouTube the fruit of the Spirit song so that you can have it. Love, joy, peace, patience, you can just get it. Uh, because otherwise it's, it's hard. There's a lot going on there. Um, and, and, and I think the, probably the, the most difficult thing about that is when we first hear the fruit of the Spirit, we start to assume that this is something that we're supposed to do. Okay? Uh, so next slide, Marilyn. Check this out. You gotta notice this. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? It's not the fruit of Tom. It's not the fruit of Brent. It's not the fruit of Jeff. Or Linda. It's the fruit of the Spirit. We, we tend to, you hear this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, if I can just, you know, work harder and be better at kindness, then surely, surely I will develop the fruits of the Spirit. This is a discipline that I must work hard to engage in myself to create. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm tired, sick and tired of being disappointed buy strawberries from the grocery store. Does anyone feel this way? Um, so Aaron likes to keep some fruit in the house. It, no, one, no one eats it. Um, it just goes bad and we, we throw it away. But the idea is right that we should be eating fruit. And every time we get new strawberries, they look amazing. They're huge. They're bright red. And usually I'm like, oh boy. It's like, ow. And I'm like, eh. It's kind of tart. It's so bad that uh, that a couple of years back when she did that, I was actually putting powdered sugar on the strawberries <laughs> so that they would taste like strawberries. Isn't that weird? Because I, I remember, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I remember when I was a kid um, at my parents' house, 
there was this little like strawberry plant. I think the people who had been there before us had maybe planted it. Um, I don't know. Maybe just a strawberry seed dropped in it, and it, but there was this little tiny, I have a picture. It looked just like this. It was a little tiny plant and there's just one of them. And it made make maybe three, four strawberries a, a year, something like that. And, and I learned that you can't, you don't eat them when they're you know, like green. You got to wait. But I remember as a kid, they were tiny little strawberries. They weren't that, I mean, they were deformed and weird. And, you know, I didn't even wash them off because we drank out of the hose back in the day. And so, but I remember picking those strawberries and putting my mouth and just being like, like a burst of flavor. And I'm like, am I just romanticizing the past? So I Googled it. And it turns out, no, I'm not. The stuff we get at the store is garbage compared to what we had 30 years ago. Now, there's a reason for that. The reason is, is that uh, we want to have strawberries all year round, for example. Like my dad said, when he was a kid, you could only have strawberries um, in, in the summer. So if you're old enough to remember that, you're old. Um, but apparently that was true. And, and so what the scientists, and the, the, they used technology, and they began to uh, cultivate only the biggest and most highest producing strawberry plants, right? Because capitalism, we want to sell, sell, sell. And so in order to do that, we got to have as much product as as good looking as possible. Well, there's a problem. When they started doing that, they actually began to weed out, pardon the pun, the strawberries that had the most flavor. It turns out that if you have a really large strawberry plant, the individual strawberries are less flavorful than a smaller one. Not only that, but uh, our strawberries now, they don't just come from, I don't know if you remember back in the day here in Orange County, there were strawberry fields. Like, they, I mean, lots of them. And, and those are all gone now. They've been replaced by wild rivers and, you know, buildings, which is great. But that means that our strawberries don't come locally anymore. They have to come from far away. And so what producers of strawberries do is they, they pick the strawberries while they're still unripe. And then they refrigerate them. And over time, they ripen off the vine. And then they come to our, our grocery stores, our supermarkets. Well, it turns out that when you don't let a strawberry ripen on the vine, it becomes less sweet. And so all this human effort, this technology, the science, it has created a whole lot of strawberries but it can't replicate and certainly doesn't improve on the strawberries that were coming from the earth. Something similar happens to us when we try to manufacture the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. We try to become more loving and more peaceable and gentle and kind. We, we work hard at it. We, we put our effort into self-control. What happens, though, is that we're, we're, we're doing it on our own, and, and something gets missed because it's not from the Spirit. It's from us. And our human effort actually corrupts what is supposed to be something that is good from God. That's the first thing on your note sheets. They're the fruits of the Spirit. We can't produce or improve them. This is not something we can do. These fruits are not something we create. God creates them in us. But that kind of begs a question. Why? Why can't I just become more peaceable? Why can't I just work to become gentler and kinder? Well, the New Testament's pretty clear. The whole Bible is pretty clear, actually. 
you and me, we're corrupt. What's inside of us isn't great. Whatever we put our effort and time into, it gets corrupted by who we are that we've been talking this last month in our verse of the month about our bodies. They're, they're broken. They're sinful. And so even with our best efforts, what we create is something that's just bland compared to the delicious fruit that comes from the Spirit. But if that's the case, that brings up another question. Well, then how do we get it? How do we do it? If it's not something that's like effort and work, then how is it that these fruits of the Spirit can, can be developed in our lives? It's the next one, Marilyn. Well, the fruits of the Spirit are not, they're our response to God's love and work. They're not us, it's not our effort, it's us recognizing who God is, what God has done in Jesus Christ, in our lives, and us being like, ah, oh. And, and, and you know this, right? We, we know, have, have you ever, um, have you ever uh, just, I don't know, heard a piece of music, for example? You know, one of your favorite songs, maybe the first time you heard it, and you're just like, involuntarily, you're like, oh! It's not some effort that you put in, it's just the natural response to being like, wow, the world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. Like that, it is sublime. There is a beauty here that I cannot deny, and it's being pulled out of me by something that's being put into me. That's how the fruit of the Spirit work. We respond. God, we, we meditate on, we see, we experience God's work in our lives. We see it around us, and <coughs> peace gets pulled right out of us. Gentleness gets pulled right out of us. We see, we, we recognize that our sins are deep and dark, and we've been forgiven, and suddenly compassion comes out of us. We experience horrible pain and suddenly empathy gets pulled out of us. So the last thing to think about, and this is uh, the last question, have you been inspired to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Well, okay. So it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not our work. What, what is God doing with this? What, what, is, what is the point here? Let's go, let's go back to the text. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love this translation. This is NIV. Um, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Greek there is stoikeo. And it can literally mean like be in line with, like lined up. Uh, but it can also mean being like keeping with the direction of something. Keeping with being in step with something. Like, uh, not necessarily guided, although it sometimes gets used that way, but, but like the baby ducks are in a row and they're following mama because that's what's right. That's the right place to be is, is in line with, with, um, with, with mommy. And the, the logic here is like, okay, so Jesus dies, he's raised. You believe the spirit comes and gives you new life. Your life is spiritual life, right? Well, if that's the case, then why it would be crazy for you to not live in keeping with where the Spirit is headed and what the Spirit is like. Since that's the source of your life and the Spirit's source of your life, why you would be nuts not to just live into that. I have a video clip to help illustrate this. Mary, um, let me queued up. It's not too long. Yeah, let's do it. You know, a high school football player shared a video of him 
tackling his own teammate. Oh, so here it no. is. Well, the other player made a great interception, but he ran the wrong direction. So there he goes. You see his own guy chasing him down here. He tackles him at the 10. <laughs> Someone on the sidelines right there is just losing it. That would have been a, a safety. I agree. It would have been two points for the other team had he made it all the way to the end zone. I, so he didn't obviously realize it until that point, hopefully. And look, right. is that the he coach? He still doesn't know. Why is that are the you, coach on the side yeah, being like, what is going me? on? Why did you do that? Oh, no. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. Uh, it's <laughs> starting to feel like football weather, though. If you don't understand that clip, you're not an American. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the, play, the, the this player, right? First off, this took place in Texas. That guy's life is ruined. Like, this is a high school football player. I feel bad about showing it to you because we're all just piling on this poor kid. He's never going to live this down. The Internet's forever. Uh, but anyway, since he did it, we might as well talk about it. Uh, he, so here's this kid, right? He's got the, the, the suit, you know, the, the uniform and the pads. He's got all these teammates. He's got this mission. We're going to win the game. I got to be, de- I'm a defender, so I got to try and pick off the, the, the offense, um, whatever. And, and so he, and yet, even though everything about him is saying go that way, he's like, nah, I'm going this way. And it's so bad that his own teammates are like, dude, no. And they tackle him. And then you saw, you saw the, 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 the coach. Just, I mean, probably using some inappropriate language to describe his feelings at, at, at what's happening here. Like, oh my gosh, we had a pick six and you turned it into, now we're on the two-yard line. We barely avoided a safety. Oh my gosh. Similarly, we, we as Christians, we're, we're born of the Spirit. We have the Spirit in us. That's where our life source is. And the Spirit is saying, you know where you're headed? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's where you're going. Now we have a choice, so we can be like, mm, no, I think, I think, I think I want to go the other way. Now we can do that, but that's a really terrible way to live. That's a really off, like, like, this is who you are. This, this, these are your teammates around you. We're all headed to holiness, to glory. We're all headed to the resurrection and the life. We're all redeemed. And, and, and the way we're going to get there is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, jealousy, and self-control. That's, the, that's what God's going to create in us. And then we're like, Neep. And Paul's saying, that's nuts. You'd be crazy to do that. That's saying, so you're no cheese. We're not being true to our team when we aren't in line with the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are critical for us to be true to who our, our real nature that's been given to us by God. And when we don't do that, bad things happen. And so I, I do think that brings up a couple of questions. Um, the first, how do we know if we're in step with the Spirit? Okay, how do we know we're not the guy who like caught the ball and went the wrong way? Well, it, that's, you know the tree by its fruit, right? I mean, wh- what do you see around you? Are, is your life and your community, is it marked by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Is that like rich in your life? Is that rich in your family? Is that rich in your community? Is that rich by your work? Like, are you seeing those fruits? Because if not, you're going the wrong way. And the second thing is, 
are these just, is your fruit just the work of your effort? It's bland, it's, it's stale, it's, you know, off the grocery shelf? Or is it produced by the Spirit? It's sweet, it's delicious because it is a response to who God is and what God has done. If your spirit, if your fruit's all effort, then you're kind of off track. You're, you're not heading in the right direction. And if there's no fruit, you're about to score a safety on your own team. Why? Why does Paul say this? Why is he informing the Galatians about this? Um, if you go back in the text, you'll see that he's already done a whole bunch of things that they shouldn't do. And so he's like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. It's like, you know, create normal stuff, like don't hate each other, don't, you know, kill each other. And he's like, instead, this is what you're doing. You're doing, you, we, want, we want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Why? Those who belong to Christ Jesus, those who are Jesus's, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Let us, those who belong to Jesus, not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. We've talked before that the, probably the, the number one metaphor that the New Testament uses for the people of God is a family. Um, that, that if you belong to Jesus Christ, Jesus, he's, uh, we saw in Hebrews, he's our older brother. Um, he's the one who's like gone before us. God is described as our father, we're called brothers and sisters. And it's possible for us to not be so nice to each other. It's never happened to me, but maybe you've been at a really, really bad family gathering. You know, like the holiday, like Thanksgiving, Christmas. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I don't, I don't think we've ever had one of these where like, you know, people, everyone blows up and then they don't talk to each other ever again. Has anyone, you just heard about it? I mean, the, the closest I've gotten to is watching Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating study because, well, I, I even heard now that, um, so say you have like different politics. I've heard now that like, if you disagree with your like racist uncle, like, you're supposed to go to Thanksgiving and, like, bring it up and, like, cause contention and cause, like, disaster. Like, that's, that, I mean, that's crazy. But it would work, right? You know, we have difference in politics, religion. There's all kinds of things we're different about. And if you just, like, you could really destroy your family. And Chris's vacation, it doesn't go that bad because there is an underlying sense of love that unites the family. But throughout the film, you know, Clark wants to have the good old-fashioned family Christmas. He has this vision of everyone getting along and loving each other and having a great time together. But in every single scene, someone's undercutting someone else. You know, someone fails at this. Someone's angry at that. There's, and, and it, it really, he gets to the point where he like loses his mind. He like goes crazy. And then his brother-in-law like kidnaps his boss. Like it goes absolutely haywire. Why? The fruits of the spirit are totally missing. There's no kindness. There's no gentleness. There's no patience. No self-control. No one's gentle to each other. There's definitely not any peace. As a result, there's no joy. Paul's saying these things. He, he's like, hey, 
if we're going to do this together as a family, if we're, if we're going to live together and we're going to thrive together, this is what we're going to need. If we don't have these things, we're going to explode. We're going to end up going the wrong way. We're going to be bland and tasteless. This is what we need for us as a team, as a family, and as a community to thrive. That's the last thing on your note sheets. The Spirit gives us these fruits to help our spiritual family thrive. So let's be honest. How are we doing? What what's missing here? I mean, I don't we're not I don't think we're perfect. Pretty sure we're not. What don't we have? Or maybe maybe on the outside it looks like we've got these fruits, but you take a bite, you know, you get in and it's just it's not really there. It looks red and juicy, but that's not love. That's not kindness. See, this isn't just, uh, this is a community thing. This isn't something that's just individual. It is individual. We are called to have the Spirit pull these fruits out of us. Um, but there's a reason for that, and that is we're in this together. We're supposed to be in this together. On the other hand, uh, maybe a more encouraging question is, what, what is here that is delicious? What is here? I, you know, I, I go back and forth. I'm, I'm always trying to think about where we're at and where we're headed and, and all these things. But I got to say, there's so many times where one of you just does something and I'm just like, Phew, that was, that was incredibly gracious. Wow. That you, that was some patience that you probably naturally would never have. That right there, like when, when those things happen, when someone wrongs someone else or, and then the person just lets it go or when, when, <laughs> when someone's, you know, uh, causing dissension and someone comes in and makes peace, like when those things happen, that is like the most, like it's the most delicious thing in human life. Like when those, when those fruits start abounding and they're just, juicy and sweet like that is when God is looking down and unlike that one coach who's like he's like yes this is what you were made for this is what I called you to and this is what eternity is going to be like lean into that and so be on the lookout look for love look for joy look for peace Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, patience, self-control. I can't remember. Memorize the song. But look for those things and bite in when you find them. Because that is the best of human life. And it is right here with us.
Last thing. Uh, I have a QR code here. Uh, if you have not filled out our survey yet, one of the things that, it, it, look, I mean, I can say, hey, let's all have the spirit rip, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, because of faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control out of us. But it, 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 we are looking as a, as a church, um, as leadership, and as staff, and as volunteers, we're looking to create this, right? And that might require some changes in what we do, okay? So, I mean, we have kind of our thing that we do right now with, you know, events and all the stuff, but maybe that needs to change. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to be as sensitive to the Spirit as possible on this because I want to see it change in the right direction. But I'd love to hear from you too. So if you have not filled out our survey, it takes two minutes or 20. It's up to you. All you need to do is, is zap that QR code on your phone. It's going to take you to the survey, and you can get it done super fast. You could just do it right now, and then on the way home, have your spouse drive, and you just, just fill it out so we can get a sense for what's working, what's not, and hopefully how we can generate more of this, an environment where these fruits are just ripe and delicious, and, and that this, this life that we're experiencing together is the way that it's supposed to be. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you that you give us these gifts. God, we confess that sometimes we try to manufacture them out of our own strength and it just doesn't work. It's bland. We confess that sometimes we don't want to live this life and we want to go the other way. That love, joy, peace Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are hard. And uh, it's easier to, to go the other way. But God, we also confess that that's where you're calling us. That's what you have for us now in this life, in this place, in this community. That's where you have us heading in eternity. And God, we want to bite in. We want to taste the fruits of the Spirit. 